Hello everyone and welcome to the Property Investment Blueprint Podcast. Imagine being able to earn passive income, build generational wealth, whilst gaining total freedom from your business or job. That is what Property Investment Blueprint Podcast is all about. I am your host, Rahim Ba. In less than five years, I was able to start my property investment journey from zero to building a multi-million pound property investment portfolio that generates passive income that allows my wife and I to quit our jobs. And now I want to show you how to do the same. I will share with you how to create wealth without creating a job. You will learn the exact same investment strategies I use to multiply my net worth to over seven figures all before the age of 30. If you want to learn all about low risk property investing, achieve financial freedom and live the life you truly desire, this podcast is going to show you exactly how to do it. Hello and welcome to Property Investment Blueprint Podcast. In today's podcast, I'm with um, Jeremy Griggs and his partner, Ginny Lee. They've been doing absolutely amazing in the property investment industry. They, they, they literally come from um, being teachers or network marketers to a building a massive deal source in property portfolio. Not just that, they're building their own portfolio along the way as well. As I said, the story is not as good as it is until it's been told by the person himself or, or, or the two people themselves. So really, um, uh, Jeremy and Ginny, would you like to tell our, our, our audience a bit about yourselves before we get going? Love to, Rahim. Would you like to do ladies first, Ginny, or would you like me to start? No, you can go. You can go. Rahim, I love your energy, by the way, and it's really nice to be bigged up because I think sometimes when you get into the day-to-day and you work in flat out, and sometimes you forget, forget to realise where you've, where you've got to, really, and it's been a real journey for me. I'm 50 years old, and I was a teacher for 20 years, which okay. I loved. I loved doing my job, but my passion was always property. And uh, we've ended up now seven hours away from um, where we live um, in northeast Lincolnshire, in Grimsby and Cleethorpes. And we've built uh, uh, an end-to-end service, basically. So we've, we started as deal sources in this area after working with Samuel Leeds on his academy. And we tried, I think it's 13 different patches because we're down in Cornwall where property is quite high and the rents, relatively speaking, are are a little bit lower compared to where we are. And, you know, after doing the training for 12 months back in 2018, you know, we went from Birmingham, went to Blackpool, all the way across the country over to Hull. We spent time in Burnley and Preston and all sorts of different places until we found uh, our patch. And uh, if I remember rightly, there was a, a very wise man said, you need to dominate your patch. And we yeah. arrived there as deal sources. We got very, very good at finding high cash flow in properties that um, residential properties, C3 properties, and converted them into C4 smaller HMOs. We don't tend to deal with larger HMOs. It's up to six beds. And yeah. we've got a, very good working relationship with the local authority here who I found for HMOs are probably the most regulated that I've come across the whole country, you know, in all the different places that we've looked. But um, we've, we've, we've really enjoyed working with them. They're very, very positive here and they want to, they want to work with people that want to invest in high quality compliant HMOs. So we, we, we offer an end-to-end service from deal sourcing refurbing, um, getting properties compliant and tenant ready, 
and then letting them and maintaining them. And it, it, it's been a journey. We're, we're currently merging with um, a company called Apex. Our company's called Suena. And it's really my opportunity. It's my dream to, to be working in property all day, every day. And uh, I'm looking on Ginny's face now sometimes because we're partners as well in life. And sometimes I'm coming in, all I want to do is talk about property. And Ginny's going, yes, <laughs> I can see. <laughs> but it's a, it's been a pleasure. Um, Ginny and I have been together for about six years now. And it's been a pleasure to see um, her come on board with the property. And I think she's got some quite exciting news. Fantastic. Okay, brilliant. Then uh, thanks very much for that, um, Jeremy. Very inspiring way to start your property investment journey. So yes, Ginny, if you could tell us then what really inspired you to come into properties, and uh, and yeah, if you could tell us a bit about yourself. Thank you. So um, I'm also fifty years old, um, and property was never my thing. Really, it was never never my dream. It's never been something which I've been inspired by. I like houses, I've always liked houses, but not from um, an investment perspective ever. So for me, it's been a really interesting journey. Um, I am currently a teacher. I've been a teacher for 28 years. Um, and I started on my property journey about three years ago when Jeremy and I both started looking at um, deal sourcing. And it was great for me to be able to actually put my mind to something which wasn't just education. It was something completely different, a whole new world. And I could really see at that point that there was just so many other opportunities outside of teaching that really, really excited me. So I've worked in the business part-time really for the last three years, watched it really grow. Um, two years ago, I did actually have my notice in and then COVID hit and I was lured back, but probably quite gratefully lured back if I'm totally honest. Um, and I've done another couple of years and that's been really hard. It's been a bit of a tussle because obviously I've been full-time teaching, which if anyone out there is um, a full-time teacher knows how, how all consuming that is um, and trying to work within the business, which is- I can I only really, just remember, really Ginny, actually. Yes, I can only I'm just sure. remember, I think it was four or five and, years And finally, two weeks ago, I actually handed my notice in to finish at the end of this school year so I can work full-time in the business and I'm wow. really really congratulations. excited yeah. thank congratulations well done well done so yes. that's that's been my journey so far and I'm really excited about about the next bit fantastic you know I'm truly inspired by um people like yourself like 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 Jeremy watching some of his interviews online just now I mean it's really truly inspiring uh, to know his journey how he started from a teacher um and then become a network marketing manager things like that to now a full-time property investor um it's, it's it's a really really truly inspiring things to do and now you're coming from a teacher to now going to be full-time property investor and again this is just this literally just tells me that if you want to make things happen it will really really happen especially if you've got someone that would back you up um supporting you actually to actually get you to um why you want why you get you into doing property. So before we get to that, um, really, um, this is for you, for, um, for um, Jeremy. Why was the reason, why was that, what was the why 
that literally take you from being a teacher or network um, uh, marketing person to investing in property because there must be a why because sometimes it's not the money it's not having amazing houses it's not that there must be a reason why you decide to say you know what property is the thing i wanted because network marketing is an amazing business as well but why did you literally thought about you know what property is the thing i want to do in life uh my grandfather simple rahim uh my grandfather was that so on my father's side um there's there are policemen three four generations of policemen and i was penciled in to be a policeman uh i remember my grandmother saying to me what have you decided to do and i had to tell her that i'm not going to be a policeman and i just remember that look on her face of it was almost fear because that's all they knew so i came from a long line of employees and uh, don't get me wrong do you know i think believe they were very good at what they did they actually look like policemen, so six foot four, flat feet, and uh, all the rest of it. But um, on my mum's side, my mum's father um, was a Cockney, and he he um, moved down to Cornwall with my my mum when she was very young, and he was the black sheep of the family because he was an entrepreneur and he he'd lived through the war. Um, he, he was a sheet metal worker in the war and he went on to do milk rounds. He took the family over to Zimbabwe or Rhodesia at the time to open a tobacco, start a tobacco farm and it didn't work out. So he came back and he started, a, um, he was working a small holding and he tried umpteen different businesses until one day a builder came along to him and he said, look, you've got a very big garden here. And back in the day, it was a nice long garden. And he said, um, I've got skills, but I don't have any money. How about I build a house on your garden and we'll sell it and we'll split the profit. And at the time, my grandfather, you know, he wasn't trained in property. He didn't know that strategy, if you like. But, you know, with Ender Finance and with a position of where he was at that time, he did it and it worked. And he ended up building a terrace, this builder down one side of the garden. And my grandfather decided he'd have a go and build down the other side. And he created and he went on and built estates of houses. And, um, you know, sadly, I remember washing his Jaguar or his big car that he bought when he was too old to really enjoy it. And he was too old, really, to pass on the knowledge that he had. And for me, that was he was the the main influence on me. And from being a small child, I just remember I don't know what it is, Rahim, and I don't think this is weird, but. But with, with property, it's tangible. It's something that can't be taken away. You can rub the surface of your property. You can drive past it. You, I just love it. And it's something that's always been. And I'd like to think I've become a more sophisticated investor than just going around touching houses. But I, I, I've got the passion, the drive from him. And sadly, like I said, he, he passed away before I could go on to... Um, really get the knowledge that he built up over all of those years and for my mum um, because she'd gone to Rhodesia she'd missed a lot of education and um, when she came back she failed the 11 plus now that became a big stumbling block for her and she that was quite a negative thing and she pushed me towards education and all I wanted was to get out and make money and yeah. you know and I understand now as a 50 year old it's mm -hmm. so much more than just making money. But I, mm -hmm. for me, it's not the physical, it's not driving a flash car. It's the creating, 
creating a business, a working mechanism with the different parts and putting them in together and seeing them work together and getting people in to work together and creating something that's bigger than any of us and creating opportunities. And thankfully now in my 50s, I'm now getting to that opportunity. But I went because of my mum into, no, that's that's not fair. I wasn't strong enough at the time to be able to say, mum, I don't want to go to university. That's not for me. And now I've got twin girls at 23 and a 19-year-old lad. My girls have gone to, well, they're doing university online at the moment because of COVID and all the rest of it. And they'll pay 50,000 each for the, the, the pleasure of it. I'm not saying university is wrong for everybody. I'm just saying that, and I don't regret now because I learned a lot of lessons from it, but going back, if I had my time again, I would go out and be stronger in myself and say, no, actually, uni is not the way forward for me. I want to go out and I don't know what it was at the time. I was running a co- coaching school for kids um, at 17 and called Striker Sports in Cornwall. And I employed my brother. In fact, my brother was a partner in the business. And I've always been fascinated about growing something. And uh, that's kind of where I started. But in answer, a short answer to your question, what motivated you? It was my grandfather. Fantastic. Thanks very much for that, Jeremy. Um, uh, you just mentioned something about being property, being, being, being an asset, a solid asset. Um, I don't know for my for the people who watch me online and my YouTube channel, I keep on banging on this, okay? Property is a solid asset. The reason why I like it is what you've just been pointed there. It's an asset. You can walk past it. You can drive past it. You can visit it. You can hug it. And you can even kiss it, right? You can <laughs> kiss the right door. I've done right? that. No, I've no, yeah, no I've done one that. will take it away from you. Versus if you had to buy a crypto or you can buy stock and shares. You can wake up in the morning. You've got 10,000 pounds worth of shares. It's all gone. Right, or you can wake up buy your buy your cryptocurrency at fifteen or ten thousand pounds. You wake up in the morning, it's gone. So with yeah. property, regardless what the situation is, you've got that residual income. Not just that for me. What brings me the pleasure is when I see someone walk into my house, knowing that I've provided them a home, right? Knowing that they can call that place a home, knowing that they're gonna stay there and then bring their kids up in in, in that area. That is the joy it brings to me not to talk about the capital appreciation and not to talk about the cash flow it brings in as well. So yeah, I really, really relate to that. And again, looking at your grandfather doing all that sort of thing, realizes he might have done it a bit too late. You now literally taking that baton to actually take it to the next level. It's, it's a very, very inspiring story. So really appreciate you sharing that with, with us. So then, Ahim, Jenny, could I, could, could I okay, just okay. before we go, I, I just, there's something really big for me to say. My mum, my so my grandfather's daughter, she, and she had the, you know, she wanted the drive to go to university, but she's also dreamt about a family business and she hasn't had the financial literacy, if you like, or the education. And, you know, it's, we've started to work with investors over the last two years now. And, you know, mum was quite interested. And then my brother got interested as we started to have more success. Now she's invested in a company with my brother. And, you know, we've had the absolute pleasure of keeping the legacy alive of my grandfather, if you like. And she owns a company now which has a six-bed um high-end HMO now in Grimsby actually which is currently being let by the NHS you know on a a very lucrative contract 
and we've we've able to give compliant housing now to overseas nurses and doctors that are coming because there's a massive demand in the area for um, people in the NHS because it's really creaking. But the point is that she's almost fulfilled that prophecy, that legacy from my grandfather of keeping that alive. So it's my brother, myself, um, Ginny, and my business partner, John Warns, uh, who are in that um, limited company, they're shareholders in the limited company. And we're, we're just applying for planning permission for four flats on the back of it. And it's quite an exciting way. And it's a way for my mum now to get a good passive income from that and still have that connection with my brother and myself and sit down and have board meetings and make decisions. And it, it's, it's, really, it's almost like my grandfather lives on. If you like. Fantastic. Fantastic. Thanks for sharing that with us. Really appreciate that. Jenny, why properties? Why property? I think it, it is for me. Um, I've always been very, very institutionalized because I have been a teacher. And I think you just you get you get put into this this pipeline where you you go into education, you you, you teach, it becomes a passion, it becomes your life it's it flows through your veins and you you get so indoctrinated into teaching and it's it's not a bad thing but it's just how it is because of the nature of the job and I think property has been an opening for me to to see that there is so much more out there and that property is so much more than just the house that you live in because for me probably up until this point I've always found it how do people invest in properties? How do people have second homes? How do people go and buy other houses? And it's always been very, very alien to me. And now it just yeah. seems the obvious thing to do. And like Jeremy said, it is about seeing a house that you you own or your part own or that you that you have an interest in that you can actually see and you can watch it being refurbished. You can see the finished results and all the blood and sweat and tears that goes into it is is something really, really tangible. And, and yeah, I've really, really got the bug. And for me, my, my why is, is about doing something different to how I think I was originally programmed to work, if you like, because after 28 years of being a teacher, I presumed that I would work until I retired from teaching. And then I don't know what I, my plan was after that. Which but is 65, I think, if I'm right. Jenny, it's a it? long time, yeah. I don't think 65 in a very still teaching. That I know. But it's it's for me, it's it's just the the it's pushing myself to do something completely different and it's pushing myself completely out of my comfort zone and where I thought I was. And it's really raised the bar for my own expectations of myself and for my children hopefully that they can actually see that there is another way and that mum who's been a teacher for all of those years my god she's she's gone mad she's gone and done something completely different so that's my why it's teaching my kids to do something different to create my own opportunities and to and to redirect my life and property happens to be something which which I'm really learning to to have a passion for and to understand how it works in terms of investment fantastic Yes. Could I could I say from a coming from a teaching background enough? We've we've spoke before we started the podcast, and um, for, for when you when Ginny talks about institutionalisation, it sounds like a really negative thing. But no, no, it, yeah, it's it, not. It, 
it is when you're a teacher you your timetable is set for you by somebody else you turn up you teach you go home you prepare and it's a cyclical thing and it you know lots of people that aren't teachers go oh you were so lucky to be a teacher you have all these holidays that's the first thing that they focus on and do you know i i i am the same as university if if the if you're vocation in life is you is to be a teacher and you wake up every day and go oh my god i can't wait to get into school and teach kids and i think that's awesome i think it's absolutely fantastic my concern is for teachers and i get on my soapbox a little bit here is when the good teachers start in a school they're recognized and they're promoted up through the school on a fast track and they get burnt out they get yeah. absolutely hammered and burnt out yeah. and for me do you know, learning about property and pass because I, I, I did start to invest in property as a 24 year old as yeah. single lets with absolutely no science whatsoever. And I asked my dad as a policeman, is this am I doing something illegal? Because the mortgage is this. My rent is this. I've got this left over. And my dad said, I don't know. But why do you want another house? What I'm trying to say to you is, you know, with what I've recognised now, there are, I, I don't know how many teachers across the country, and there are, there are a lot of teachers that are still in teaching because they are financially committed and they, they know nothing else. Yeah. And it's, it's a bizarreness that our children yeah. are being educated by people who are only educated in school and they don't yeah. get anything outside of that. But their financial literacy isn't taught in schools, as far yeah. as I'm aware. Yeah, and, and actually, if teachers had a second passive income that was yeah. coming in alongside what they do, because they earn reasonable wages. I'm not yeah. moaning about the wages. The wages are reasonable. The pensions, even though they're being shrunk, are reasonable. Mm -hmm. Do you know, both Ginny and I can take pensions at 55 now. And, do you know, OK, it's reasonable, but... But if teachers were educated in how to invest in property to create a passive income, it provides people with choices so that all of a sudden, if you are in ill health and you need to have a, a, a second start or to start a new chapter like Ginny's talking about, you've got an income behind you. You're earning from the rent. You're earning from the capital appreciation. It just gives you options and choices. And yeah. I'm... My, my girls are 23 now and my lad's 19. And I've said to them, you're starting new careers. One of my daughters, Zoe, is um, really into maths. And yeah. she said, Dad, I don't want to be a businessman. And I said, you don't have to be. But if you make no. your money work for you or even a percentage of your money work for you and you start now, by the yeah. time you get to 30, if you want to change, if you want to create a different route, have a second chapter, you know, it takes the pressure off you. And I... Yeah. I feel really passionate about, and it's not just teachers. Do you know? Think about the the armed services. Think about the police force. Think about ambulance people. Think about public servants who bust their guts and do an yeah. amazing job for it. But a lot of them are tied into those jobs because they can't afford to leave if they wanted to. And absolutely. So, so it's not your, your word. You're absolutely right. It's not just those um, sectors, to be honest, it's the industries, all the industries, because I had a friend of mine who is not, he's someone I know, um, he's doing really well, he works as a banker, 
uh, he, he wants to, he, I told him, get into properties. And I don't want to get into properties. And it's just too much work, et cetera, et cetera. I said, it's because you too don't risky. know what it's you're too doing. Risky, right? too risky, right? Sort of so he came back to me. I said, okay, let's, yeah, you own 150K, absolutely good salary, yeah. But imagine if you get run over a boss. Imagine if you had an accident. If you had, just imagine something terrible happened to you. Your employer may be able to pay you maybe a couple of months or a few months. But after that, they're just going to get, get, get rid of you, sadly, and then get you to get on with it. If you haven't got any residual income, right, how would you cope in that situation? Right? And then he said to me, Rahim, I've never thought about that, actually. That really makes sense. Right? And then I was able to actually transform his mindset to start having that as an idea. Right? Now he's investing. He's doing really well with himself. But as you just said, to, as you just said there, you want to work because you like what you're doing, right? You want, to, you want to have an option, you want to have a choice, right? Apparently 90% of the people in the UK are not happy in their jobs, right? And they're so stocked in, they've got so many expenses, they can't really quit their jobs because of that. Mm-hmm. But if you can take the leap of faith and say, listen, I'm gonna do this no matter what, it gets you to there. That then begs the question to ask you now, basically, I know you are in your 50s, Right, you maybe think oh, I should have started earlier, or I should have started um, yesterday, or now is the best time to actually start. For someone who hasn't even really started their property investment journey, what would you say to them um, uh, who are just about to start their property investment journey? What would be your advice to those people? Just do it. <laughs> just do it. it. Absolutely. And I don't. I mean, I've certainly learned that that just doing it is. Is, is very, very liberating. And although it's, it's, been, it's been hard and it's been a process and it's been a, a journey to actually take the leap of faith, as you've said, now, now that I've done it, I, I think, yeah, just, just do it. If you've got an opportunity to, to do it, and it doesn't mean that you have to completely give up employment and give up a job, but it just means that it's something alongside that you're doing initially. I think it's absolutely yeah. crucial. And, that, and that's something that I really, really want to, to pass on to my children to make sure that they've actually, they can actually understand this. Right, absolutely. Especially now, right? Let's yeah, just take yeah. now as a, as, a, as a bright example, right? We just came out of COVID, right? We struggled for two years, right? Now we've got Ukraine, right? Prices are going up, going up significant. I think we're, they're saying 10%. I think it's 50%, mm-hmm. okay? And now we don't know what's going to happen next. And salaries or wages hasn't gone up for the past few years, right? If you, if you literally depend on your salary, basically you are literally, um, uh, how do I say this? Because I don't want to be a bit aggressive here. You are, you, you're actually being left out. Because the same £2,000 you, you earned a couple of years ago, suppose you got your mortgage to pay and you had £500 to spend on food or your lifestyle, that same £500 will not buy you the same items today. No, absolutely. So you, you are literally losing out. So it is about time for me, personally, that I've been telling people, it's about time to start thinking, how can you make passive income? How can you enable your money to work for you like what Jeremy just said because if you're not in that situation if you're not thinking about that right now you're literally putting yourself and your family if you haven't got a family your future kids into a, into a massive 
problem because if you haven't got that passive income, you have you hope in your salary, nothing has gone up, and now prices has, has going up significantly. You're literally gonna start doing something probably illegal or not being patient, something like that. So I'm telling you now, there's so many stuff that happening right now as a result of this. That is absolutely crazy. And I can tell people, politicians don't care about you, right? They come back to you when it's time for election, tell you whatever you want to hear. Once they've got their vote, they've gone. They forgot about you. They're not looking after yourself. So again, don't depend on your wage or your salary or your job. Find a way to get a passive income. As you just said there, Jenny, you don't have to quit your job, by the way. But if you love it, keep it. If you don't love it, have it as a side, have it as a job mm -hmm. and then start the side hustle into properties. And again, properties is one of the easiest ways to actually start because the barriers of entry is virtually zero, which I was told that I needed 50 or 60,000. I only realized that it wasn't the case. So again, these are the little things I think people are contemplating to start to literally start thinking about. So on your side then, Jeremy, um, you've started this property stuff for a long time now. If I remember correctly, I think you were, you're going on and off. You started in 2003, three, and then now you started again in 2018 or something like that. So what would you tell someone who's just about to start their property investment journey? But Rahim, I, do you know, I'd love, I love the passion that you use for that and for, for me if i could just add one last thing it, it, it is about creating your own economy do you know we as employees do you know and i've got two brothers and one invests in property one would like to and i know the one that would like to is very controlled about what he hears on the news and the media and do you know and he is he hasn't invested in property yet because he hasn't got enough money to which is answering what you've just said and the barriers to the entry to investment. Do you know, property is our chosen one. This is the whole idea of this podcast and encouraging people in there. For me, there's three key things to success in property. And one is education. I swear, swear by, for me, I think I spent 12 or we spent 12,000 pounds to get us our, ourselves going. And for, for me, that 12 months worth of investment in ourselves was absolutely critical to give me the belief and to get me out of my comfort zone of where I was and where I positioned myself and to position myself around all sorts of like-minded, positive people. Because there's always a reason why not. Do you know, you were talking about age. Do you know, I, I love the fact, do you know, kids at school... They'll say, oh, I can't be a property investor because I haven't got any knowledge. I haven't got any experience. I haven't got any money. And then the, 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 the sort of middle age then is, well, OK, I've worked this time and I've got into my career and, you know, I'm getting this promotion and that promotion. I got an extra 20 pounds a month coming in. And why would I put that at risk? And, you know, I'm, I'm, and then you get towards the end of your career. and Well, I'm close to retirement now. Why? Why would I suddenly risk that and go out? There's always a reason why not. So get yourself educated, in my opinion. I love the fact that Ginny said, you don't need to just pack it up and go. And Rahim, I know you're a massive action taker, and that's exactly what you did when you first arrived yeah. here and you said, right. Mm -hmm. And you know, I remember you on that training course, and if I remember rightly, you were an action taker there. And yeah. we were talking about um, working with investors, JVs, and you know, you knew exactly the qualities that you could bring to a joint venture, and you needed at the time capital. And if I remember yeah. rightly, you ended up with a dozen people's names of people that wanted to invest in you. 
But not everyone has that uh, charisma. Not everyone has that self-belief and drive. But I know that the the third and the most important thing, oh, I beg your pardon, education, massive action, which is what you took, and then the mindset. Because you are going to get people that say no. You didn't get that investment at that time from that training program by going, would you like to invest in this property? And the person said no. And you go, see, I told you it doesn't work. It doesn't work, does it? People that do on rent to rent, and that isn't our strategy, but I hold my hands up to to people that go out, because it's like network marketing. You go out and you ask people and you work on numbers, you get more skilled and it reduces the, the, the ratio on the numbers, but you've got to get used to people saying no to you. And for those three things are key. Get yourself educated, get out and take, be prepared to take massive action and then work on yourself every single day. I, I spent years trying to convince the people around me, and this is not a regret, this is an observation and something I would redo differently. I spent years right here trying to convince the people around me that my way was the right way of being an entrepreneur and being a business person and being a um, property investor. And I spent spent all this time with, and I know now that the people around me, the ones that love me the most, they're never going to go, wow, Jen, that's awesome. Go, go do it. And the, no. the affirmation that you need. And I realized now that I had to go out and find a group of people that were able to do that. And I, mm-hmm. you know, I work with newbie investors now and they go, well, where, where do I find these people? Do you know, YouTube is full of, if you go on there and you choose, and I'm not just talking about education on YouTube, I'm talking about the positivity, people like Jim Rohn, people like Tony Robbins, people that are masters of personal development. And to be successful in any business, you are going to get no's. I was listening to Richard Branson, who I just think is absolutely amazing and how he started. And the number of no's that he got, the number of things that they were like hurdles thrown at him. And he could have fallen on that first hurdle. And Richard Branson could have been a nobody. And, you know, he has become successful because he has worked, he's taken massive action, you know, I, I just, I just love that. So yeah, absolutely, I, I, I absolutely love that. You know, I love, I love using that example because uh, I can see taking action is what gets you to where you want to go. You can get all the knowledge you want in the world if you're not taking that action, if you're not taking that one tiny little step, you will not yeah. get there. Just to go back uh, at the university side of things that you um, explained just now, people spend forty thousand pounds, including myself, or fifty thousand pounds went to university only to get themselves 25 or 30,000 pounds job. My, in my case, it was 16,500 pounds. So my, my first job, and I was working for one of the biggest investment funds out there. All my family members thought I was earning shit lots of money at that time, yeah. right? But I, I didn't tell them. But what I did, what I asked myself was, I said, so I went to university, get myself 40,000 pounds debt, only to land myself a 16,500 pounds job. You know, the same job someone who in McDonald's would earn. I'm not disrespecting anybody who works in McDonald's, but I'm thinking, why would I spend three years only to get this job? This I could have get this job easily. And then that gets me to start thinking about, is it university, is it a scam, or is it just a way to reduce unemployment? That keeps ringing in my head. Mm-hmm. And then I think going to university, I'm not going to say it's a bad thing, but if you can do something better, 
is good because I remember once because I do free property investment courses and I do advanced paid courses as well. I've got a student I've done really, really well. Some are financially free, some are full time in, in properties. And when it comes to them taking action, for example, jumping onto the mentorship programs or to the advanced courses, then they have cold feet. And if I ask them then, the university job you took that, oh, that, that made you go into £40,000 debt, how much job or how much has that, has that degree earned you? Most of them would come back and say, oh, I'm in a job that I'm earning £25,000 or £35,000. I said, okay, if you go to my advanced courses, right, where you could pay maybe £800 or £700 or whatever that, that amount, let's say worst case scenario, right, you're paying £12,000 for it. In your case, that's what you paid. If you can utilize that, that knowledge and skills instantly and generate I think that was the starting point. That was the starting point. We yeah, no, I'm just I know, I know. I'm we just giving that as, as an example, right? Let's say yeah. that that's a starting point. Okay. Yeah. You pay that twelve thousand pounds now, you invest in yourself, for example. Let's say five hundred pounds, right? You invest that five hundred or eight hundred pounds. You learn that skills there and then which is your financial skills that you just talked about, implement it and you're able to close a deal at 5,000 pounds in your, if, if, you're, if you're still sourcing deals or you're able to get a rental service account and judge that would generate 25,000 pounds a year. It's a better return on your investment than the university degree, right? That's what I've been trying to tell people because I've gone through it all. I, I am a chartered accountant, right? I've done I all that. I didn't know that. I didn't know that. I am, I am, okay? So I, I literally, it was a rope in my neck. Right, I spend all that money only to realize it's not really worth it. Right, the mm. best way, the best thing I would I did is to literally take that leap of getting to invest in myself. As you said, I invested myself. I went to Tony Robbins courses. Tony Robbins teach me how to coach. I went to Dean Graziosi's. Wow. I've done so many courses. I've paid lots of money to get me to educate myself. I'm not. I've seen better return in that investment. That the university degree investment. So if you're thinking about, oh, maybe I want to go to uni, want to get a degree before I get into properties. I'm not saying don't go to uni, but try property, right? It's literally, um, it's, 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 it's a thing that will give you a return, abundant return and investment. To me personally, better than your degree. I don't know, unless you're doing doctorate, because I've never done a medical degree or a surgical degree. But if it's to do with finance, HR, teaching and all that sort of thing, I think property will give you a better return. Totally agreed. Agreed. <laughs> Rahim, yeah, Rahim, really well said. After coming out of teaching, I just think the whole employee system set up by the government, set up by, is genius. Do you know, it's absolute genius. And, yeah. do you know, people don't question it. They just yeah. go, go to school, go to college, go to university, get a qualification, get a good job, whatever that might be. I mean, if you said 90% of people are unhappy with their jobs, that's that's really tough. That's a lot. Yeah, it's a lot of people. But you and you compound that with the unrest. And then, do you know, it it just people must be really miserable and looking forward to the weekend. I was one of those people, to be honest. Right. I was one of those people. To me, Friday was my best day. Yeah. Friday, not today. Saturday, I'm happy. Sunday. It's my worst day. I get the glue. I start thinking, oh, I'm going back to work. Oh, what am I going to expect? And my, my employers never appreciate what I do. I used to manage 340 sites. Okay. If I do a silly mistake, the whole floor would know about it. Right. Yeah. Then I realized, is this really for me? Right. Really, really for me. But then I took a leap of faith. It took me to where I am today. And you've done the same thing now, Ginny. I'm telling you now, 
that will transform your life. It will take your life to the next level, right? Yeah, I'm, I'm, saying, I'm so I'm, excited. I am exactly. so excited. I'm going to be telling you now, it's not going to be easy, right? It is a path, right? You learn on it every single day. It's a bumpy mm -hmm. ride. But once you get to that level, right? Once you've got to that level, you build all that relationship, all that thing. You're doing it for you. You know, it's more fulfilling than doing it because of a salary or because you've got a mortgage to pay or because you want to like be follow the family three what they've done you want like you want to, whatever they've done you want to do exactly the same thing for me i went to university because i wanted to be the first person to have a degree in my entire family tree wow okay right? i'm the first one to have a degree on that but end of the day does it really worth it i, I had i started my own recruitment company um, at the age of 15 years old, right? I had to leave that basically just to, just to satisfy people's mind. I said, I'm the first one to do it. Looking back, if I'd continue on that, I may, I may be in, on a different level, right? But again, it's an experience. It's my journey. It's my, mm. that what makes me unique and different. So for your case there, for example, Jenny, you look back five, five years, you can say, wow, this is where I was. This is where I am now. You can tell a story, a compiling story that would inspire people that may be in the same industry that would take that leap of faith. To take yeah, and I, I think that's, that, is a big, that is a big part of it because I think, like I, I keep saying, you know, I've always been such a conformist and done things the right way in the way that, that I was shown and, and it was expected. And I think there, that is a part of my why as well. It's almost that, oh my God, that's, that's Ginny Lean. She used to be a teacher and look at what she's doing now. And, and if, if, if she can do it, then God, you know, we must be able to do it. And it's almost that kind of um, why, if you like. And, that, and that's something that, that really, really does drive me. And, and already at, at work, because I haven't talked a massive amount about what I've been doing at school because it's, it's been very school-based and to keep the, the professional thing going within that within um within those within the school but now people have realized that i'm leaving and they're saying you know what are you leaving what are you going to do and it's like oh i'm going into property what do you mean you're going into property what are you, what are you doing and just explaining and it's almost a oh wow and that and that's great and that's what i'm really really hoping to be able to do is, is to talk more to people of my age and stage in life and younger people and also pupils as well, because as we've said, that's something that doesn't get taught in school, although we are doing a little bit now. It's, it's still very, 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 very small, very marginal, the amount of financial literacy that, that, that youngsters get. And I think it's absolutely crucial that they that they get more. Fantastic. And, Thanks very much yeah. for that. Yes, yeah, yes, Joe. The, the, the other thing with teaching is, do you know, you, you train for four years to be a teacher or you train for three years to do a degree and then do a teaching qualification. And um, there are a huge amount of transferable skills from teaching. And, you know, our journey of, you know, building a passive income, becoming financially free. But we've actually chosen to go on and go back into an active income because we're setting up an HMO management company up here. And, you know, we're, we're setting up maintenance and we're setting up um, cleaning, uh, cleaning and gardening services and that the end-to-end -end service so we're still active but that's our choice that that's our that's our physical choice and it's exciting because we've also learning a lot about ourselves and how we work together because it's one thing finding a rent to rent or sourcing a deal for someone but actually then building um, a successful company you need to make sure that you have the right people doing the right things and yeah. you know 
Ginny and I are, uh, you know, I don't know if you've heard of Wealth Dynamics, but it's something that's been very, very influential for us, uh, profiling. And, you know, I, I tend to be the bigger picture, live with my head in the clouds, looking at the next bit of the bigger picture. And Ginny's very much grounded and let's get on with this, leave me alone and let's crack on with this. And it, it was beforehand we were clashing on stuff now we understand that you know we now are able to find other people that we employ that fit into the organization that work with us but what Ginny's bringing from teaching is a massive skill set of transferable skills and I think sometimes we forget that and it's not a regret thing it's a okay let's look at how we can implement that into the structure of the business which is the exciting Brilliant. brilliant thank you so much for that then That's all for today. And thanks to our guests for sharing their property investment journey with us. It has been a truly inspirational story to me. And I hope it has been an inspiration to you too, to take the leap of faith to start or scale your property investment adventure. In the meantime, if you would like to share your investment journey, I have made it really easy. Just go to rahimbad.com forward slash guest. Fill out a short questionnaire to sign up and we will get in touch. Whilst you're there, sign up for my monthly newsletter to get your property investment news and updates or connect with me in Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, Rahimba and TikTok, Rahimba 101. Thanks again for listening. Don't forget to smash the like button and leave me a review wherever you're listening or watching from. I shall see you next time.